Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Well, hello, everybody. It's such a joy to be with us today. The title of what I'm going to share is simply called PUSH. It's an acronym standing for pray until something happens. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity as we study your word. Daddy, may light attend our path. May, may there be light on our destination, Father. It's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Thank you for illumination today in Jesus' name. So the book of Genesis chapter 18, verse 20 to 33. This is a story about Abraham when God visited him. The Bible records at the beginning of that chapter that Abraham was cooling himself at the Oak of Mamre and he looked and he saw three men approaching. Eventually, we do discover that those three men Two of them were angels. One is what we call a theophany. Theophany basically means, as you know, is an appearance of God in a physical, visual form. So basically, there were three men that showed up to Abraham and Abraham was able to capture a sense that these men were different. So the Bible records that he asked them to please sit down and let me wash your feet. Let me prepare something for you guys to eat and then you can proceed on your journey. And the three men obliged them. The Bible now records that after they've eaten and they've delivered a wonderful word of prophecy to Sarah, Abraham's wife, the Bible records that the Lord was then leaving with these two other men. That's what makes us understand that one of those men was not an angel but the Lord. So the Lord said to himself, will I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, seeing that he will be a great nation? For I know him. He will teach his children after me. So we pick up the reading in verse 20. The Lord then said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if they have done, if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that have reached them in heaven. If not, I will know. So the Bible gives you a picture right now that there are cries that go up in heaven. And God came down to see if the cries coming up to him in heaven is the same as what was being recorded. So God wanted to see for himself what was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah because he's hearing the cry of wickedness. He's hearing the cry of pain coming from those cities. So the Bible says in verse 22, the man turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. So we now know that the party of three separated. Two men, two angels started going towards Sodom and Gomorrah, but one person remained. We know that that person, like I said, is a theophany, a Christophany. It is the Lord. So the Lord remained. And the Bible captures this in verse 22. The man turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Verse 23. 
It says, Then Abraham approached him, that's the Lord, and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the people for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Then the Lord said, verse 26, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Now, if you read the rest of that scripture, you will understand that Abraham kept negotiating with God until he came down to the number 10. When the Lord finished speaking with Abraham, he left. Verse 22 said, When the man had turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remains standing before the Lord. That's what you're going to find in all most of the texts, most of the biblical versions that you have. But there's a Masoretic text. One of the Masoretic texts actually put it this way. Instead of saying, but Abraham remains standing before the Lord, it says this. It says, the Lord remains standing before Abraham. There is something about the nature of God that when I read that text, I was like, this is probably what the Lord wants to convey in this message. The Lord remains standing. The Lord gave an opportunity for Abraham to negotiate with him. Did you get that? We're talking about prayer. Pray until something happens. God created an opportunity for Abraham to do something about the information he had just given Abraham. He told Abraham, I have come to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. I have heard the cry. So I've come to see if what has been reported in the whole ways of heaven is the same thing as what's happening on earth. And if it is, I will destroy them. Now, Abraham was given the opportunity to intercede. There have many kinds of prayer and God encourages us to pray in all manners of ways. I'm referring us now to the Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Pray in the spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, being alert, always praying for all the Lord's people. So the, we already know that there are many kinds of prayer. So there is petition, supplication, intercession, and prayer of thanksgiving. But I want to emphasize intercession. This is what Abraham was given the opportunity to do. How do I know that the Lord remains standing before Abraham because it's in the Lord's nature. How do we know it's in the Lord's nature? I refer you to another scripture. Ezekiel 22, 30. It says, I look for someone amongst them who will build up the wall. Who will build up the hedge? Who will stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I will not have to destroy it, but I found none. You see, the Lord is actively looking for somebody to stand in the gap. The Lord is actively looking for intercessors. The Lord is actually looking for negotiators. The Lord is looking for priests that are going to stand in the gap on behalf of the people. The Lord does not want to destroy. He's abounding in mercy. He is slow to judgment. He's abounding in mercy. He's slow to anger. His heart is for that of mercy. But the Lord is also righteous and he's also just. So there are certain things that must be met. And that is why we come in, in the place of intercession. Genesis chapter 18 is a wonderful study in what intercession means. It means to stand in the gap. It means to 
intercede and take a place of the person you're praying for or the nation you're praying for in this wise. So how do we know what is effective intercession? I refer to one more scripture, James 5.16, Amplified Classic Version. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. I think one of the other versions says the continued fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we see what are the tools of effective intercession, effective prayer, if you will. It's, it's found in those in that particular verse. There are three. One is earnestness in prayer. Number two is continued prayer. Number three is heartfelt prayer. Why is it important to be earnest when you're praying? You see, the Bible talks about in the book of um, Psalms 24, who shall ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in the holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift his soul up to an idol. So God is saying, let the righteous come and stand in this place. Let the righteous ascend. And you may be listening to me and saying, oh, but I'm not righteous. No, 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 no. If you've received Jesus as your Lord and said that you are righteous, because we know that he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ. So we know by that substitutionary sacrifice, you and I have become righteous. So we can stand, we can stand in that place and intercede. The next thing that helps for effectiveness in prayer is continued prayer. I'm of the generation, sadly, that we do quick prayers. But there is a perseverance in prayer. There is a staying in prayer. And then I don't have dogs, but I've learned that dogs can have a strong bite. There's a dog called a bulldog. There's another breed called a mastiff. Some of those people that study dogs were explaining that if a dog has a bone in his teeth, you're not going to get the bone out of it. So when you're interceding, it has to be continued. You have to be like a dog with a bone. You got to hold on to the horns of the altar and say, if I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. Unless something happens, I'm not letting go. This is similar to what Jacob did. Jacob wrestled with God, the Bible records, the book of Genesis, until the morning. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. You see, God expects us to hold on. I say, Father, concerning my family, concerning my community, concerning my nation, concerning my country, I hold on. Concerning my city, I hold on. I hold on to the horns of the altar. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, ye watchmen, God has put you on the walls of the city, on the walls of, the, of your family. Give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem. Give him no rest. Cry night and day. That is the cry of the spirit today cry night and day the last part is that he has to be heartfelt oh you have to take the place of who you're praying for so maybe you're listening to us today and you're praying for your for your mom or your or your spouse or, or your child or your grandchild or maybe you're expanding it bigger and you're praying for your country you're praying for your city oh you gotta feel the pain that that takes you there that takes you there. That's what helps with effectivity in prayer. Effectiveness in prayer. You got to go down in that place and feel that pain. We, how do we know these things we're saying? Let me give you a scripture. Why we know this? Because Jesus is the best intercessor that we have. I'll give you one more scripture and we'll wrap it up at that point. 
It's the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission. So we know here that Jesus prayed on earth. Some of you might say, oh, but Jesus prayed on earth. He's in heaven now, so he's not praying anymore. No, no, no. Look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 23. Now, and, and, and verse 23, 24, and 25. 25 especially therefore he is able to save those who come to god through him because he always lives to intercede for them you and i right now have jesus interceding for us in heaven jesus is jesus just asking you can you come alongside me assuming that is not enough i raise you another member of the godhead the holy ghost himself he's also interceding for you and me right now the bible says in the book of romans chapter 8 verse 26 in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself the spirit himself intercedes for us through worldly wordless groans the spirit searches and knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for god's people in accordance to the will of god so right now right here we have two members of the godhead praying for us we cannot fail saints we will not fail and I was in my spirit, I was wondering, Daddy, do I deliver this charge? Until I found a, 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 something came up on my feed. And I saw one of the people that I love and respect so much, Lou Ingo. He was raising a million intercessors all over the world to pray for the upcoming harvest. And I said, Father, that is it. Because God has been stirring my spirit. Now in this ministry, God has given a word to the set man over this ministry, Pastor Joe Jaddy, to raise 2,000 intercessors. Now we're domiciled in Canada, so we're raising 2,000 intercessors for Canada. Would you join us? Would you join us to pray? Would you join us to stand in the gap? We'll give you more information about this, but hear the cry of the Spirit. God is looking for people that will stand in the gap and pray and intercede and hold on to the horns of the altar. I'll leave you with a quote from one of God's generals. His name is John Wesley. John Wesley said, and I quote, give me 100 preachers i want to change that give me 100 intercessors who fear nothing but sin desire nothing but god i cannot destroy whether they be clergymen or laymen i don't care if they know that if they if they are clergymen or laymen such alone will shake the gates of hell and set up heaven on earth god does nothing but in response to prayer that's a quote from john wesley god bless you we love you join us as we raise a voice to heaven for this nation, for our families, in Jesus' name. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.